Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Man, it got cold last night. Actually, it didn't get cold, but it got pretty chilly. It was frosty this morning here in northeast Tennessee. But I know that in some parts it was cold last night. And uh, some parts are real warm, huh? But here in East Tennessee, it was pretty chilly. So, today's a new day. It's a beautiful day. It's a day God has given us. It's a day we can rejoice and live rejoicing in the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to remind you about my new book that's been released, Coffee in the Garden, book four, part of the continuing series of Coffee in the Garden. Every book is packed full of 30 days of uh, uh, scripture study and just something to, to like the 12 Minutes with Mickey podcast and 12 Minutes with Mickey Bible teaching videos, something to give you a thought to chew on for the day to help you to grow and to mature in your in your christ-like walk hallelujah you can find that at my website at www.mickeywilcox.org and just click on the button that says mickey on amazon more importantly than that if you uh at the top of the page you can contact me and send me your prayer requests send me your prayer needs i will join with you in those I consider it a great honor and privilege to be able to join with you in your prayers before the Lord, lifting up your needs, your troubles, and even your rejoicing before the Lord. So today as we continue our mining operation into 1 Peter, uh, we come to an element that is an increasingly more difficult thing for many Americans, and I suspect for many people around the world. However, the gospel life often presents us with a very difficult pill to swallow. In fact, today's scripture is, in part, what helped to encourage me to write one of my books entitled The American Patriot and Christianity, The Collision of Two Ideals. However, before I get too far into anything, let's look at the scripture that we'll be focusing on. Found in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 through 17, it says, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of the foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves, show proper respect to everyone, love the family of believers, fear God, and honor the emperor. So here we are at some components of scripture um, in which many would rather overlook, ignore, or at least modify. However, if we are to truly believe that all scripture is God-breathed or God-inspired, then we must take even passages as this in the context of, of scripture and live that in our life. That means we have to apply it to our life, even if we don't like it. Most countries today do not have emperors or even kings, although there are still many kings out there. Today, we have more user-friendly versions uh, called presidents, 
prime ministers, governor general, and even a grand duke. However, in scriptural application, they all equate to the same thing, the representative of the supreme authority of the land. Just like the emperor in this passage, our president in the United States, the prime ministers of some of the other countries, their presidents, their, their governor generals, and even the grand duke and their kings, um, probably about a third of the countries, I think, uh, still have a king, a monarchy. And the point is, is for the purposes of scripture, this is saying the exact same thing. This is the supreme authority of the land in which you live. In this passage, Peter is referring to the government of the people of this world. Um, so it's whatever government you live in. He uses the terms and expression of the human government into which the people he is addressing would understand. The burden of extrapolating how that applies today rests upon us who are receiving this apostolic letter. Peter was not saying that the emperor himself was a godly man, nor was he saying that the governors were or any of their appointees or their officials. The same as you can't just put out a blanket statement and say that uh, uh, our president, your your president, your leader, uh, your governing bodies, those people who fill those positions, that they are godly people. And what the apostle was saying is that it is of supreme importance that we who are counted as the redeemed live according to the laws imposed upon us by the government. Now, before anyone gets their undergarments all bunched up, there's a premise to this. Honor God first. If the law of man conflicts with the law of God, then our choice must be to be obedient to God, even if the consequences of this are, are the most extreme imaginable, such as being shunned and, and becoming an outcast or the separation from our family, perhaps imprisonment, torture, even death. In no way is the apostle teaching, nor am I teaching, to disobey God when there is a conflict between man's law and God's law. But for the most part, here in the United States at least, and in many parts of the, the European uh, world, there is no conflict between man's law and God's law. Yes, there are ungodly laws on the books, but oftentimes, these are things that are your liberty to pursue. People, societies, and governments will, if not already, they will begin to speak negative things about Christianity and the followers of Christ. Even today, here in America, Christians are being spoken of in the most negative uh, uh, terms within the offices of our own governments, both local and national. Some some of our uh, congressional uh, representatives have equated Christianity to terrorists. Now, you know, the apostle is teaching for us to not get caught up in trying to defend ourselves from every slanderous statement being cast upon us. Instead, obey the law. 
allow there to be no evidence or justification for their slanderous words and accusations. So they say that. So they call you that name. Remember that old saying I was taught as a child. I'm sure many from my generation were. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt me. We are not the enemy of our government. Remember, as Paul wrote in his letter to the Christians in Rome, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. That is found in Romans chapter 13, verse 1. God appointed government. When the leadership of our government speaks slanderous things against us, let it be shown by our actions that those slanderous things are just a lie and foolish statements. We should conduct ourselves in humility, not demonstrating the foolishness of the slander, but instead walking uprightly before God in all humility and love. Arguments of rebellion are nullified when we, as believers, live in peace with our neighbor and our government. This way, the only thing that can ever be said about the faithful is how much they love their God and each other. Every word they speak will become praise to God when we live as those who honor God with our lives and our words. Should the institutions of government declare the faithful is rebellious and unfit for society, deserving punishment, prison, or even death, then let it be because we have demonstrated nothing but love, kindness, generosity, humility, and godliness. This way our persecutions may be unjust. Remember this. What reward do we have for being punished for doing wrong? It is only when we are doing what is right before God and suffering punishment for that that God looks kindly upon that. That's when we have done something good. Remember what the Lord himself taught us? Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in that same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. That was in Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 and 12, from the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus sat down and began to teach the people how to live, how to walk. These same things still apply to us today. They've not been nullified. They've not become outdated. They've not been cast off and some new teaching to be brought in. These are still the same ways in which we are to conduct ourselves. Remember the government and the people of the government, they are not your enemy. We are, as we taught yesterday and we looked yesterday, we are yet nothing but uh, 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 sojourners in this land. We are pastors through. We are exiles in a land that is not ours. So it is right for us to live at peace when at all possible in this nation. Whatever nation you find yourself in, you must strive by all means to live at peace. Only uh, to disobey their laws 
when their laws directly conflict with God's law. Don't look for an excuse to be counted among the rebellious and thereby justifying their argument that you are rebellious. Instead, look for every avenue, exhaust every means to live at peace in the land in which you live. In that, we will find godliness. Think about it. Be blessed and be the blessing. Hallelujah.